Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome. The title of today's episode is Why Eating Whatever You Want Stops Overeating. Now, when many or most of you hear that, your initial reaction may be, well, that's silly. How could that ever work? There's no way that letting yourself eat whatever you want would stop you from overeating. In fact, I would say most people would probably agree. What a silly idea. And it does make logical sense. You would think that way because if a person chronically overeats or feels out of control with food... It seems to make logical sense that you should restrict the food and forbid yourself to have the food that you tend to overeat. However, when we start to understand the causes of overeating, it starts to make more sense why eating whatever you want when you want it does help you to stop overeating. So on last week's episode, I talked about biological hunger and how not honoring your true physical hunger if you're dieting or restricting food will trigger that survival switch in the brain that drives you to seek out food and overeat food. And this happens because your body senses that your survival is being threatened by dieting and not eating according to your physical hunger. And your body doesn't realize that there's actually food over there in the refrigerator and that you're just not allowing yourself to eat it even though you're hungry. And so your body cranks up then your hunger drive and you feel driven to eat more and more when you do diet. And we can't fight that primal drive for food. We might be able to temporarily do it, but never long-term because it's like holding your breath. You can do it for a while, but eventually your body's sensing that lack of oxygen and it makes you gasp and breathe and you can't fight that. So similarly, our body will gasp for food and we will overeat if we do not honor our biological hunger signals that our body gives us. Now today we're going to talk about another cause of overeating and that is the psychological restriction of food. So last week we talked about biology And today we're talking about psychology, which is our mind and how restrictive thoughts and beliefs about food create feelings of deprivation that increase our drive to overeat. So to start off, I'm going to share a story to help illustrate how this is, because even though we may be eating plenty of food and eating plenty of calories, we can still have this gasping for food and this increased drive to want to eat if we are forbidding ourselves of types of food. So the story goes, when I was in high school, I'd go on these backpacking trips to Montana with a group of people. And we would go up into the mountains for a week of camping and we each would bring a backpack of our essentials. So we had to carry all of our food, 
that we needed for the week with us on our backs. And as you can imagine, a person is limited to what they can take. And without refrigeration, what you're typically taking is all dry foods or dehydrated foods that you just add water to that are easy to carry on your back. So we'd have fun playing up in the mountains for a week, and we never starved. We always had plenty to eat. But after that week of camping, we were so ready to get back to civilization and eat real food, and we'd literally race down the mountain to get to this restaurant in the nearest town that served this amazing breakfast food, you know, pancakes, French toast, waffles, eggs, all the things. And that meal felt like the best meal ever because we felt so deprived after that week of just eating dehydrated food. And it's funny because I was also reading something about the biosphere people, that research sphere that people lived in. And after they left the biosphere and they had a press conference, all they wanted to do was talk about food instead of the research that they did. And one of them, I heard, even decided to write a cookbook. And this is because their minds had been so occupied with food thoughts, thinking of all the foods in the outside world that they didn't have access to when they were in the research station. And so these are examples of how even though a person will be eating enough and honoring biological hunger, if we don't have access to all the foods that we know we love to eat, we will feel deprived and crave that food and we will become hyper-focused also on that food. And then when a person does have access to that food again, they'll want to eat a lot of it. So this is the psychological effect of deprivation and cravings will build and build with each day of deprivation. And this exact same thing happens in dieting or just, you know, restricting food for whatever reason, you know, such as if a person is just watching what they eat in the name of health. Anytime we're not allowing ourselves the foods that we like, you know, such as certain foods that are maybe forbidden on a diet or any food that we've labeled as not healthy, not good enough, as bad, as fattening, and if we have a belief that we should not eat that food or if we should avoid it, then this is the psychological restriction that will increase and amplify feelings of deprivation that eventually lead to those cravings that can feel quite, you know, uncontrollable that cause overeating. So reflect for a moment if you've ever told yourself that you can't or shouldn't have particular foods. And if so, did that lead to feelings of deprivation or increased cravings? And if so, did you ever overeat or binge on the food when you finally gave in and allowed yourself to have it? And If you have experienced that, then after eating the food, did you feel like you failed in some way or broke the rules and did something bad? And if so, did you then experience guilt or shame for how you ate? Because this is a known occurrence in psychology. Anytime you deprive yourself of something you actually want, you will have an increased and heightened desire for that thing. And this means the moment you banish a food from your life, or even if you just tell yourself you're going to banish that food from your life, it paradoxically creates this buildup of craving. And the, f- the longer you forbid yourself the food and tell yourself you can't have it, the stronger the deprivation gets. 
And there is this momentum that builds and eventually you can't stand the constant thoughts about the food anymore and you give in and you eat the food. And often this shows up as overeating or binging on the food. So how do you know if you are psychologically restricting food? The key symptom is you think about food a lot. And sometimes those thoughts can be obsessive where you can't stop thinking about the food. And you'll think whether you can or can't eat it or should or shouldn't eat it. And you might always be planning in your head what you're going to eat or what you're not going to eat. And if you crave certain types of food, but then tell yourself you can't have them, or if you have certain food rules or diet rules that you follow, or if you tell yourself there are good foods and bad foods or healthy foods and unhealthy foods, then you are psychologically restricting food. Another important thing I just want to touch on and share is if you're someone who has ever experienced feelings of deprivation in other areas of your life outside of food, such as if you've ever felt deprived of love or connection or deprived of attention or deprived of the achievements that you desire or the material things in your life that you desire, if you've had other types of deprivation, then the deprivation you can feel in connection to dieting and restricting your food can be even more intense. So dieting and restricting food can trigger these deeper feelings of deprivation that may be coming from other areas of your life that have nothing to do with food, but the deprivation will compound with dieting and intensify the desire then to overeat. And this is one of the reasons why I also teach the concept of soul nutrition, because nourishing your soul and your whole being and taking care of yourself by healing emotional wounds and by how you relate to yourself and by allowing yourself to have more of the things that you truly desire in life, that can be very essential for people in order to decrease feelings of deprivation and then help their relationship with food overall. So now just to summarize, the longer the amount of time the food you desire to eat is prohibited or forbidden, then the more seductive it becomes, the more you're going to crave it, the more you're going to want it. This means if for years you've had certain foods you've always told yourself you can't eat or shouldn't eat, and those foods also tend to be what you crave and overeat, that is why. And the remedy for all of this is to finally make peace with food, which means no longer forbidding yourself of the foods that you like and that you crave, and to allow yourself to eat them whenever you want them. The other remedy that is attached to that is to no longer feel guilty for eating those foods when you do decide to eat them. Because if a person continues to feel guilty or anxious each time they eat a certain type of food, And if they label themselves as being bad for eating it, then that feeling of being bad will typically lead to eating even more food. It's like, oh, what the heck? I'm bad already. I'm just going to be more bad, right? And then with that, the guilt starts to build and the anxiety, and that can get very uncomfortable. And to get rid of those feelings of discomfort, of guilt or anxiety that are associated with overeating the food, a person will then restrict the food again. And then the deprivation and the cravings build up again, and the whole cycle starts over. So this is one of the main aspects of the overeating diet or trap that I've talked about in the past. 
And this is why allowing yourself to eat whatever you want stops overeating. Because when you are when you're not feeling deprived and not over desiring and craving food because you know you can have it when you want it and when you also no longer feel guilt or anxiety attached to eating the food, then the food becomes no big deal. It's like this process of habituation happens. You know, have you ever purchased a new car or moved into a new home or just had something new that was exciting at first and there were these emotions around it, but then after having it a while or experiencing it for a while, you got used to it and it didn't have that novelty or that emotional effect on you anymore or as much. The same thing happens with food that you forbid and crave when you start to practice allowing yourself to eat them. That novelty will wear off and those foods become no big deal. So the first thing to do is to pay attention to what foods really appeal to you and do you allow yourself to eat them or are they on your forbidden list? If they're on your forbidden list, then you have to begin to practice eating them one at a time. And while eating them, pay attention be present with them. So deliberately take time to be with the food and be present with it while you're eating it, eating it in an undistracted way. And then notice how much do you really like the taste? Ask yourself, is it as good as you imagined when you were craving it? Because sometimes when we're deprived, we can make up this story in our mind of how good the food is. But then When we actually sit down and slow down and allow ourselves to eat it in a mindful way and we fully experience it with all our senses and without guilt or anxiety, then what we tend to discover sometimes is that it's not as great as we maybe believed it once to be. But perhaps it is as wonderful and it's still a taste sensation for you. And if so, then what you need to do is keep allowing yourself that food again and again and anytime you want it so that your mind and taste buds can get used to it and get habituated to it. And then that novelty and craving will go away and it just becomes food, which means you no longer have those urges to overeat it and it no longer feels like you have to get it while you can. Because you know and your mind knows that it will always be there if you want it and that you can have it if you want it. And this is a process. It's something that you typically have to do in baby steps, especially for those foods you may have a lot of negative beliefs around, you know, such as foods you've labeled as high calorie or weight gain foods or unhealthy fattening, whatever, however it's maybe perceived in your mind and labeled those foods tend to be more challenging and take more of a process. Or for those foods that you have diet rules around and may tend to feel guilty for eating or foods that you tend to be very self-judging or self-critical when you eat them, you know, those types of foods are going to take more time. It's going to be a baby step process. But it's totally possible to just make them no big deal in your life anymore and to never overeat them again and to honor your fullness, you know, with them and and never stuff yourself with them ever again. It's all very possible. And this is why also I just want to mention mind nourishment is important too, because in mind nourishment, we are getting rid of all the diet mentality and the negative thoughts and beliefs about food that diet culture has imposed on us and burdened us with because it is the diet way of thinking that causes us to both 
forbid foods and feel guilty or anxious for eating them. So we have to get rid of those negative beliefs about food and get rid of that negative self-talk that a person may have, that you may have about eating foods and get rid of the negative diet chatter voice that's always telling you what you can and can't have or should or shouldn't have. And in doing so, it really helps you then to allow yourself to do that practice of eating the forbidden foods and to make them not forbidden anymore and to make peace with them so that you no longer highly crave and overeat them because you know you feel like they're going to go away again. So that's today's episode. I hope it brings you some insight into maybe your own unique relationship with food. As always, thanks for being here. I love being here with you. And if you do feel called, please leave a review or rating on the podcast um, wherever you listen so that I can reach even more women and help them take back their power with food and from diet culture. And be sure to sign up for the wait list if you want information on my new course that will be coming. If you're interested in learning more about how to end chronic overeating and dieting and basically go really deep into what... I talk about on the podcast, but then actually start applying it and having the tools to apply it in your day-to-day life and having the support also in your life. The link is in the wait, uh, the show notes if you're interested in signing up for the wait list. Until next time, much love. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting? so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom Body Bliss, where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB to learn more.